Blog Talk Radio. talking sports and having fun doing it on all your ideas, all your opinions, and all your beliefs. Of course, as always, you get a heavy dose of my opinion. If you have an opinion, the number to call 646-727-3070. That's 646-727-3070. You can listen to the show, blogtalkradio.com slash pgant. You can listen to the show on iheart.com. Look for go for Geo. Four IT Geo the number four IT. Also go for radio.com. Also Stitcher. There's a lot of places you can get this show. Make sure you go to one of those places and listen to this show. It's a great show. We talk a little sports. We have a little fun doing it. And that's what we do. Great show lined up for you today. Expected to be joined by Hall of Famer Willie Rowe. We're going to get his take on wild card weekend in the National Football League. A lot of toss-ups. A a, a lot of games that could go either way. So we're going to talk to Willie about that. And also WBC junior middleweight champion Tony Harrison will be joining us. Tony is a world champion now after his upset victory over Jamel Charlo on December 22nd in Brooklyn. I was there in the house watching that particular fight. I was there watching that particular fight. It was a great fight. It was a great fight. And it was a fight that could have went a lot of different ways. You know, could have went either way. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, Tony Harrison got the nod. And at the end of the day, he's the WBC junior middleweight champion. He's going to be joining us. So we're going to be joined by Tony in the the next couple minutes. But before we get there, I want to go back to last night. And, And what I saw last night was San Antonio, that fan base in San Antonio and Kawhi Leonard. You know, you knew there was going to be – you knew there was – the fan base in, in, in San Antonio was unhappy with this guy. They, you knew that this guy, Kawhi Leonard, he wasn't, a, he wasn't a guy that the fans of San Antonio really loved after what he did, after he decided, look, I don't want to be there, after he decided, look, I want to be traded. But we never heard that from his mouth. I mean, we, we heard that from everybody else but the horse's mouth. I mean, we, we didn't hear it from him. We, we, we didn't know what exactly the situation was with Kawhi Leonard. Did he want to play? Did he want to play? Did he, did he want to be in San Antonio? Did he want to be in Los Angeles? Did he want to be with the Clippers? Did he want to be with the Lakers? We don't know. We still don't know. We may never know because Kawhi Leonard – it's not the most talkative of guys. Doesn't talk. So you're not going to get much out of him. I'll hold that thought for a moment. I'm going to get back to that. But we got to bring in a guy now who's coming off a big victory, who did the impossible on some level, according to BoxingScene.com. This is the upset of the year. Tony Harrison beating Jamel Charlo. It was a good fight, man. It was a good fight. Not a robbery, as some people would like to say but a very good fight. Let's bring in Tony Harrison now. It's been a great last few weeks for this man. I mean, he won the belt on December 22nd. Christmas was on December 25th. And, of course, New Year's was on January 1. So a lot of great things going on for this man. Let's bring him in now, WBC junior middleweight champion, Tony Harrison. Tony, how are you? Everything's great, man. Everything's great. Thanks for joining us. You've had the belt. For about two weeks now, 
How's it feel to be a champion? Uh, I mean, you know, the mentality was always the same. You know what I mean? I just was missing the belt. So, you know, it's it's, it's kind of like you feel no different. Um, you know, I, I just look at the belt, man, and it just, it just, you know, symbolizes that, you know, it's real this time. And, you know, it's not just the mentality. It's not just what you're doing through the neighborhood, but, you know, you've accomplished something that they can look up to. Now, I, I'm not just saying this because I have you on the show, but I had you winning the fight seven rounds to five. But I would have been okay with seven five either way. Did you rewatch okay. the fight? And if you did, how'd you score? I, I rewatched the fight. I scored at eight to four. Eight to four, okay. All right. So one of the judges did have it eight to four. One sixteen, one twelve. Yeah, yeah, but I had it eight to four. You know, I gave him every round that I even thought was close. Okay. Um, but other than that, you know, uh, like I said, it man. Besides, if you if you start watching every round. Uh, at two minutes and thirty seconds, I dominated each round. You know, he came out strong for about thirty seconds every every round, and then after that, you know, it was over. It died down, and and you know, AC was in control. When people say the word robbery when it comes to this fight, does that bother you? Mm, you know what? No, you know, half of those guys are saying he was robbed are his fans. You know, so, um. You know, and, and for me, you know, it's, it's facts, man. It's not a robbery when every every judge has me winning. You know what I mean? So you trying to tell me every and you were the A side. You were the A side. You were the you had you had parts of the promotion. Um, you know, you was you was all the hype. You know, all the hype was through you. So you mean tell me they want to cheat you? They don't want to cheat you for somebody that already had losses. You know. Right. So for me, man, I you know, uh, facts speak for itself. Like I said, I watched the fight as a fan. You know, one time scored an eight four, and I said, you know what, the judges got it right. So let me ask you this, going into this fight, knowing that he is the A-side, knowing that this show is all about the Charlos, did you feel like you had to score a knockout in this particular fight or you had to win very decisively? Uh, you know what, like I said, if I thought I would have had to score a knockout, you would have seen me come out like the old Tony. Um, you know what, you know what, I, you know what, I think judges are paid to do their job, you know. Um I don't think uh, it's, it's a thing that they – I don't think they pay attention to promotion. I don't think they pay attention to A or B. I think uh, these judges are fight fans, and they, they're they in love with the sport. And, you know, half of the judges that were judging the fight um, were damn near Hall of Fame-type judges, uh, Ms. Letterman. And, um, you know what I mean, you, and, you, and you, look at, you look at these kind of judges, and you say, you know, they've been in this sport for so long, you know, you can't, you can't buy you can't buy those guys to to, to cheat, you know what I mean, because they love the sport. And, and as far as I'm concerned, you talked about Julie Letterman, Robin Taylor, and also Ron McNair were the three judges. Right. As far as right. I'm concerned, I, I just looking at the fight, it wasn't no robbery. Now, if you said Charlo won 7-5, I'm cool with that. If you said you won 7-5, I'm cool with that as well. To me... Robbery shouldn't be in the equation. I think it kind of takes away from what you did. Right. So. Right. I mean, like I said, uh, you know, you know what I mean when it, when they when they want it, you know. I, I think uh, I just like I said, I, I wanted to throw a monkey wrench in the plan. Um, you know, I was I was extra focused. I was I just was more focused fighter than him, man, the whole night, man, and I stuck with the game plan that you know my trainers gave me, and I stuck with it, man, and I rolled it out. Sure. We're talking to WBC junior middleweight champion, Tony Harrison. So let me ask you this. Charlo said after the fight that you essentially told him that he won the fight after you guys had fought in the ring before the judges read out the scorecards. Just so we're clear, did you say anything remotely close to that? Man, that mug is hallucinating, man. Like he got right on that mic and lied like that. It's just been crazy. I never, I never in my life ever told him it like that. So you didn't say anything close to that? Anything I didn't say anything close to that. Okay. I didn't so say anything close to that. I told him, you know, good fight. I told him, I, I, I can't remember the exact word, but I just told him, like, good fight. You know what I mean? It was an excellent fight. You know, we got to do this again. Something like that. It was something like that. That's all I told him. So let me ask you this. You know, we you talked about it. I was actually one of the guys that was, you know, one of the media that was talking to you after the fight, that little scrum there outside the locker rooms. And you were mm-hmm. talking about how he overlooked you and, you know, how, you know, he stepped in the ring talking trash to her after, you know, the Wellborn fight and everything. 
Did that give you extra motivation seeing all that stuff? No, you know what, man? It just put me in a, in, at a mind state that I knew. I, like, I was so confident I was going to beat him because he was focused on everything but the fight. You know what I mean? Like, he was doing everything. He was focused on everything but the fight. So, in my mind, it just was, I was already confident before, but once I started seeing that, I said, I'm extra confident. You know, while he's in L.A., and he probably took a couple of days off, I went right in the gym that night, and I said, I'm going to beat this boy. I'm going to beat this guy. It was, it, was, it was no doubt in my mind. So, it just, it just pushed more confidence for me uh, mentally. Um, when I when I seen it, so like for me, man, like I said, boxing is a mental thing. So, you know, when you confident, man, you 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 know, that's ninety nine percent of the battle. So after the fight, you also talked about the lack of sportsmanship on the Charlo side. You know, you said coming into the fight, everything was all cool, everything was good. Mm-hmm. You guys were were friendly, and then afterwards, you know, things got a little little different, a little hairy after the fight. Were you disappointed in, in their behavior after the fight? Uh, you know what I, you know, he, he, he did what he could do, man. You know what I mean? Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like he presented real this whole time. So I, I you know, I, I'm like, oh, he a cool, he a cool cat, you know, all the way up to the fight and just try to rain on the parade, you know, taking his first loss. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you, you take your wins, like you take your losses. Like, that's what my daddy taught me as a man. You take your wins, how you take your losses, man. man. You know what I mean? And you gotta, and, and, and you gotta, and you gotta, and you know, you gotta be able to, you gotta be able to. You know, you gotta keep, be able to keep your head, your head high and your chin up. You know what I mean? So right. it just showed me, man, that, that as a man, dog, you know, he, he missed a couple steps in that. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And, and even when I just sat there and told him, like, look, man, you gave me a shot, you can get your rematch right back. You know what I mean? And it just, like, like I said, man, it just, it just showed, man, lack of, you know, lack, lack, lack of him, you know, growing up around the people that's supposed to teach him right. We're talking to WBC junior middleweight champion Tony Harrison. So coming into the fight, you know, a lot of people were saying kind of the same thing. You know, Harrison would start off good, then he would slow down as the fight went on. How'd you avoid the slowdown later in the fight? I mean, you know what? He, he's not the kind of fighter to make me do anything I don't want to do. You know what I mean? He's just, he just, I, you know, I, you know, like I said, he was that kind of fighter that I've seen my whole life. So he. he you know what I mean? He's not super aggressive. He, you know, he's not super strong. He's, you know, he's smaller than me. You know what I mean? So all the attributes is kind of working in my favor, man. He's not the kind of guy to make me do some shit that I don't want to do. You know what I mean? Uh, unlike her, who's, you know, same height, maybe maybe a little taller, you know, a little bigger. And then he's a volume puncher. So, you know what I mean? Like I said, Charles not a volume puncher. You know, he looks for one big shot. He's not super aggressive. Feet ain't super good, you know what I mean. So I, you know, everything's just worked in my favor. So I, at no point did I feel threatened. Uh, so you know, it, it was just real cool. Kind of, it was just a cool days and a, a cool days of work. So you've been in the ring with Charla. You also been in the ring with Jared Hurd. You lost to Hurd. You beat Charla. Mm-hmm. And comparing the two, who's better in your mind, Charla or Hurd? Uh, I mean, it, it depends. You know, they both got they both got good things working for them. I think mean, they both got. You know, one thing working better than uh, than, than, than the next. Um, if you ask me, um, who will win fighting each other? Is that is that the question? Yeah, yeah, kind of only question kind of, I think I honestly think Charlo will win. Okay. All right. Why? I think Charlo will win. Um, you know what? Uh, because those shots that you know Jamel missed on me a lot of the times, I think. You know, 99% of the shots he missed on me, 99% would land on him. And uh, like I say, he's not the, the the weakest puncher in the world. So um, I think Jerry Hurd, you know, uh, is very skillful in defense uh, in an awkward kind of way. But I think um, I think he gets touched a little too much. You know what I mean? And I think uh, if Jamel kind of touched him with some of them shots and put his shots together, you know, like 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 he showed with uh, Charles Hadley or. You know, Austin tried and he started putting those shots together. I think he, he, does, he does damage to her. I think he does damage to him. We're talking to WBC junior middleweight champion Tony Harrison. So, I know you said after the fight, you told a bunch of the media guys, told myself who was there, that you wanted to fight in Detroit in your hometown. I know Charlo said after the fight that there's a rematch clause in the contract. So, where does it stand in terms of you and Charlo? Is there a rematch clause? How's that stand? Uh, you know what? I I have no clue. 
um, I'm pretty sure that, like I said, for legacy for me, man, you know, since everybody thinks it's such a controversy, I want to do it again myself. So, you know, not not only does he want the rematch, but, you know, I'm not shying away from the rematch because I want the same damn thing he wants. You know, I'm not one of those fighters that, um, that'll beat you and just say, oh, I'm going to run with that and then I'm going to the next. Like, no. You know, um, I, I told him right after the fight, you know, it was, it was very competitive. You know, we, we could do it again. You know, that was before I even got the decision. So, and I stood by that. You know what I mean? So, and now everybody's in controversy. I'm going to do it again. You know, it was nice. It could be done twice and I really do, I want to do it again. Do you feel like in a rematch that you need to do anything differently? Um, you know, I, I feel like I don't. But, you know, just, just, you know, to grab my nuts, I will. You know what I mean? To grab my okay. nuts, you know, I'm going to dig a little deeper. Uh, I think I think me beating him already is already uh, – I've already put a mental beating on him. So um, I, I don't think he would be he, – he's going to walk in the same fighter, that same confident fighter that he was, you know, before he fought. Just in case losing, losing is not even a thing no more. You know what I mean? I already beat him. Now I just want to beat him. In a, in a great fashion, and, and now I'm back to taking my chances with it. So is there any concern in the rematch in terms of the judges? Because, you know, obviously out there, there is a public perception uh, amongst some people that maybe he won this fight. Again, I don't see it, but I, mm-hmm. I can see both sides of it. But are there concerns going into the rematch that maybe those close rounds, the judges may favor him because of the controversial nature of the first fight. And you know what? And you know what, man? And, that, and that's that's the only thing that scares me because it was the same thing with E.J. Smith when I fought E.J. Smith after he fought Julian Williams. I thought he gave a hell of a performance. And I and I actually thought I'm actually rolling with E.J. because I actually thought the scorecards was well, were, were a little too wide on how competitive the fight was. And you know, after all that complaining that he did after the fight, which which was which, which was very acceptable because I thought he deserved a little better scorecard than he had, but, you know, I think it affected me when I fought him next, and gave, he, they gave me a split decision when I thought I dominated him right. 10 times more than Julian Williams did it, so that's that's mostly the only thing that scares me about fighting him again, you know, all the complaining and all the riffraff. I think judges, you know, start to take effect on that instead of standing strong and say, you know what, I'm the judge, you know, and I'm going to judge it how I see it. Right. Is there anything that you can do on your side to possibly prevent that, or is it you know, it, it is what it is type of situation. I mean, you know what? I, it's just something I probably can't control. So so for me, it right. just is what it is, you know, because so, I know I can't control it. So, you know, if you can't control it, you know, you don't think too much about it. You know, for me, if I can't if I, if I can't get a handle on it and I can't control it, I don't really think too much about it. You know, it's out of okay. my hands. I could just do it. I could just do everything that's in my hands, to, you know, to make, to make the fight good on my end. So is the plan at this point – Rematch Charlo, Heard, and then that Detroit fight, that hometown fight, or or, or, or how's it going to go for you in the next few months? Man, if I if I could, if I could have it my way, it'd be Charlo again, Detroit, um, Heard, and then as I do that, Heard again, Detroit, and then uh, anybody else. I, I literally don't care. It's just those two fights, man. I, I want I want just as bad as. Like, it's really nobody else. Like, just them two. Like, you know, I want to do Charlo again for Legacy, and then I want to do the Hurt again for Legacy. You know what I mean? Because I had my hiccup, you know, in the fight I was winning. So, you know, both of those is for Legacy for me, and, and both of those come from my heart. You know, like I, like, I, like, I want them that bad. You know, it's not about money. It's not about anything. I just, you know, I want it for me. So, you know, I would love to have those fights over again. Is it possible that you can't get those particular fights in Detroit? Um, I, you know what? I don't know. I, you know what? I, I have no clue. You know what I mean? Uh, okay. Like I said, the, the market, the market for Detroit has been, you know, it's been very, very scarce. Um, so you know, I, you know, it's just, you know, it's all about who, you know, what promoter wants to take the chance to come down here and, you know, have a fight here. You know, so. You know, you never know. You never know. You know, I, I think anything is possible. I'm the WBC champ of the world, so I think anything is possible now. So let me ask you this. Hypothetically speaking, let's just say promoters say, you know what, you can have this fight in Detroit, but you can make more money elsewhere. Do you take the fight in Detroit or you try to make that Detroit. money elsewhere, the more money elsewhere? Detroit. Detroit. Okay. All right. So you're willing to take a little you know, bit of a pay cut to get it in Detroit? Yeah, I mean – 
you know what, man, that was the whole dream when I started. You know, that was the whole thing that me and Emmanuel promised it when, when, I, when I started, man, was to bring good boxing back to Detroit. So, you know, it, it'd be a dream come true, man, to watch the stands fill up and, and watch everybody in Detroit come together for a good night of fighting. And, and, and not only that, but it opened up the door to show promoters that, damn, the market is still good and people are still coming out here to see fights. We're talking to WBC junior middleweight champion Tony Harrison. So you lost the fight to Willie Nelson in 2015. Again, you, you lost to Hurd in 2017. But how much different of a fighter are you from 2015 until now? I mean, I'm just I'm just more patient, man. I, I'm, I'm I'm I've mentally grown. I've mentally grown into an adult. You know what I mean? Uh, those other times. Um, I wasn't a complete fighter just yet. You know, I was just a guy that was, you know, wiping out everything that that um, that was in front of me, and, and, and it, you know, it kind of hurt me because it puts me, it put me in a mindset of leave all the skill behind and let's just try to go punish this guy. You know what I mean? And that's not that's not what boxing is about. You know, boxing is about the sweet science and the sweet art. And I think uh, those two losses kind of put me back at the like at the mindset of, you know, um, you got all the attributes. To, to kick ass, you know, every round, you know, use that, you know what I mean? Like, don't make it easy for somebody else because you're trying to knock them out, and, and, and that's and that's what that's what it put me at. Let me ask you this. After the fight, you told a bunch of reporters that you were going to go to the club after, you know, on that night, mm-hmm. on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Did you make it to the club? No, I didn't, man. I didn't. Uh, my flight left at 6 o'clock. I went right back to the room, and uh, Deontay Wilder came by. It was also a big brother of mine that I've known for about six, seven years. Um, he came by, Earl came by, you know, congratulated me. So it was just it was just a lot of love. All my people came by the room. So it was just a lot of love. By the time they left, it was 3 in the morning, man, and I was getting ready to go to the airport. Okay. All right. Because, you know, afterwards you were talking how pretty you still looked and, you know, you were going to go to the club and do some things. Pretty. I was damn pretty, boy. I was pretty. So you ain't got to worry about that. I was, I was like that, but. You know, I definitely didn't get a chance to enjoy New York. You know what I mean? Like I said, fighting is just business, man. It's, it's, I'm there for business. I never get to see anything, but I'm all, you know, and I, and I leave right right in the morning, early morning. So it's all business for me. What did it mean to you, you know, Earl Spence, him and uh, Charlo, you know, they share the same cha- trainer, excuse me, Derek James. What did it mean to you to get some love from Earl Spence? I mean, like I said, uh, you know, I, I think um, all of us grew up together. All of us grew up and came up in the amateurs together. So I've known them since the amateurs. We gambled together okay. and everything. So I've known them since the amateurs. So it was just, it was just love. You know what I mean? Even though he's rooting for his boy, it was, it was love. At the end of the day, you know, he came and told me good fight. Okay. So let me, you, you talked about your relationship with Deontay Wilder. We saw his fight against Tyson Fury. How do you view that fight? I mean, some people thought that was controversial as well. Again, me. I'm okay either way, draw Wilder by one, Fury by one. I was okay either way, but how'd you view that fight? I, I mean, I, I'm okay with the draw. I'm, I'm, okay, I'm okay with the draw. You knock somebody down um, two times in a fight, I'm okay with the draw. That's like four rounds right there. You mean to tell me he could, you can give him two more out of, out of 12? Out of 10, 10 of those rounds, you can give him two? I could, I could give him two. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm, okay, I'm okay with the... Um, I'm okay with the decision. You know, I definitely called him and told him, you know, I talked to him and said, you know, you just don't got to try that hard. You know what I'm saying? That's just, you know, that, that that kind of fight is actually picture-perfect fight because that's the same way uh, me and um, Charlo was fighting. You know what I'm saying? I was I was Tyson Fury and he was, he was Deontay Wilder. Only thing about, the only thing about our fight that was different, I didn't get knocked down. You know what I mean? Okay. Because, but it was the same thing, the guy that was trying too hard. I got to, you know, I, you know, I outfainted them, I outworked them when it came to, you know, the aspects of the, of the sport. That's the art of the sport, and I outworked them in it, and I, I outthought them at it. You know what I mean? So, I think it was like similar, you know, styles. You know, he he was like Deontay, won the knockout so bad, and the one that right hand so bad that he could never land it. Only thing about mine and his, well, why give Deontay, you know, why give their fight the draw? Because you you knocked this guy down twice. You deserve it. You deserve that draw. Were you hurt at any point against Charlo? I mean, I know his side said, you know, they, they, they had you hurt maybe in the 11th and also the 12th. Were you hurt at any point in that fight? Man, all you got to do is go look at the fight, man. The moment he hit me with a good shot and the ref started talking to me, I'm holding him, but I'm talking to the corner. I'm talking to his corner. 
You know what I mean? So like I said, I, I was in there having fun, man. Everything was about it was was having fun. Trust me, the shots he hit me with, I definitely felt them, but it wasn't like, oh, I'm in trouble to be hurt. Like, nah, I was never in no, no danger to be hurt. You know what I mean? So um, you just got to watch him. And you see me a lot of the times talking to him personally, like me talking to him. You know, I'm whispering his ear, like, oh, that's all you got, or, you know, um, um, you got to do better than that, or something. You know what I mean? I'm talking to him, so. It was just man. It was one of those nights, man. I, I felt good, man, all the way around and mentally, physically. And I was in there just having fun. But never, never, never was it was at the time that I felt like it was over or or it was about to be ended by him knocking me out or something like that. So we have heard unified champion. We have you, WBC. We have Charlo out there. End of the day, is Tony Harrison the best junior middleweight in the world? Of course. Of course, I think I think I've showed it. Um, I think I, I think I went out there and dominated the guy they thought was the best in the division. Um, as far as skill wise, I outskilled Jared Hurd. You know what I mean? But like I said, he, he willed himself and found a way to win. So I'm, I'm not knocking him. But do I do I feel like I'm the best? Yes, for sure. I feel like I'm the best. Like I said, I, I feel like Charlo would be hurt. I lost to her. I feel like I would be hurt again if we fought again. So I, you know, I, I think, uh, but like I said, the, the division is so talented. I, I you know, I, I think you can't go wrong. I think you pull a needle out, pull a needle out the haystack, and you, you know, you keep pulling the needles out, and you make good fights everywhere you go. I heard Earl Spence say this after the fight. You talked about Earl Spence. Earl Spence said after the fight that, you know, hypothetically speaking, he would be willing to fight the winner of say you and her. Would you? How would a fight with you and Errol Spence go? Man, I'm telling you, all these guys think they're the boogeyman. Like, I, th- I think a lot of these fights, man, that these guys are winning just off mental basis of hearing or he say, she say, or analysts saying, oh, this guy's like this, or, or or this guy punches like this, or 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 this guy dude does this. Like, come on, man. Like, have these guys be beaten before they even go in the ring. You know what I mean? And like I said, when, when, when I when – I, um, when I um when I go into a fight, man, I'm telling you, man, you got to beat me mentally. You know what I mean? If you don't beat me mentally, you don't have a chance. You know what I mean? So, um, I, th- I think I think me and Errol Spence is is is, a, is one of those other competitive fights too. You know what I mean? We got another bull and we got another matador. You know, uh, well, I just you see the you see the matador just beat the bull, so you know I'm looking to do that again. I would be looking to do that again. I'm definitely I definitely not I'm definitely not shying away from it though. You know what I mean? I think I think uh, I'm I'm looking for all the biggest fights out there. So like I said, I'm not getting no younger. For sure. So, and, and this is a great opportunity. I'm happy for you because it's a great opportunity. I like to see any fighter because I know how tough that game is. I like to see any fighter make money. So you know, anytime I see a guy make some money, it's a great thing. So you got an opportunity now to make a decent a lot, you know, a decent amount of money. That's got to be exciting to you. Well, you know what? When I got in the sport, man, it was never about money, man. So, you know, I don't even think about the money now. I just so happen to be good at it, you know, yeah. and, 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 and have a great manager and have a great team and be, so, and be you know, um, blessed enough to, you know, to finally win, a, you know, win when it, when it mattered. You know what I mean? So, for me, that's all I wanted to ever do, man, was compete with the best, um, see where I was at skill-wise with myself. Um, and if I felt like I couldn't compete, I, I, would, I would step away from it. So, you know. I just wanted to keep going out there and just keep doing that every each and every night and I, and and you know this fight just showed me that you know you're there you know you know don't second guess yourself you you oh, you always been there you're there uh, you came short a couple of times but this time you did it right and let's keep let's, let's keep the ball rolling. So has life changed at all for you even a little bit after winning the belt? Uh, you know what? Um, not really, man. Not not really. How? Uh, I think I think it's just more respect, you know what I mean? I, I think you know, uh, people are just not like they they're 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 respecting it just a little more. Um, so um, I, I think I think that's I think that's all it is, you know. And that's all you ever wanted was the respect. For sure, and you got a lot of respect after beating Charlo in that particular situation. I mean, I have to admit when I when I heard the decision, I was shocked because I didn't think. You could get a decision in that particular situation. I was shocked. I thought, like I said, I had you win a seven to five, but I was shocked that you got that call in that particular right. spot. I, I just didn't expect it. Right. 
I didn't expect. Well, you know what? Like I said, like I said, man. When when I started hearing the scorecards, they said unanimous, and then I started hearing the scorecards. I immediately started started like uh, like shaking my hands, saying, "Oh hell yeah!" You know, I, I automatically got to shaking like, "Oh yeah, this me, this me all the way." And once they said okay. it, man, I you know, like I said, I did have thoughts out in my mind that they would, they, you know, that they, they wanted to kind of get a potential fight with him and her, and, and they wanted that to be one of the biggest things in boxing. But you know, once the scorecard started to read. I was super confident about, you know, who, who, who the judges thought was, was winning the fight. So, fans, make sure you check this man out on Twitter, I Am Boxing. Go to his website, TonySuperBadHarrison.com. That's TonySuperBadHarrison.com. And support all the great things going on with WBC junior middleweight champion, Tony Harrison. Tony, absolute pleasure, man. Wish you nothing but the pleasure best. Pleasure all mine. We'd love to do it again. Anytime, anytime, man. You know, you, you got, you got, you got auntie number. Um, just, okay. you know, like I said, I'm, I'm all in, man. You know, I'm, you know, like I said, we, I just want to spread the word, man, and get, start getting the recognition I deserve because I earned it. For sure, for sure, for sure. Enjoy it, man. Enjoy it. You know it. Take care of yourself. Uh, you know it, my guy. So I'll holler at you soon. I'll be, hopefully I'll be talking to you soon. Tony Harrison. WBC junior middleweight champion. He's a champion now. Impressive victory over Jamal Charlo uh, back in December on December 22nd. Great victory. Kudos to him, man. And it was a good night of boxing there in Brooklyn. We're going to turn our attention to the NFL playoffs now. Wild card weekend getting underway tomorrow. A lot of great football. And I look at wild card weekend, and to me, wild card weekend is toss-ups. You know, you got Indy and Houston, toss-up. Seattle, Dallas, toss-up. Chargers, Ravens, toss-up. Eagles, Bears, a toss-up. A lot of toss-ups here, and we'll see what happens. But we're going to bring in a guy now who knows a lot about the game of football, knows did some big things during his career, Hall of Famer, Willie Rowe. Willie. Yes, sir. How are you? Good. How are you doing today? Doing well, doing well. Thanks for joining us. So, it's going to be some very interesting matchups this weekend. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be some very competitive football games, and, uh, you know, I think this is the way it should be. Here, here's the interesting thing for me coming into this weekend. I'm looking at all the matchups, and one thing that pops out to me is Indy Houston. You know, Andrew Luck, a veteran. Uh, you got Deshaun Watson, a new Jack. Seattle, Dallas, Russell Wilson, a veteran. Dak Prescott, third year in the league, but, you know, still kind of a new Jack. You got the Chargers, Ravens, Phillip Rivers, a veteran, Lamar Jackson, rookie quarterback. Then you got Philadelphia and Chicago, Nick Foles, and then you got a second-year starter in Mitchell Trubisky. It's very interesting. And, and, you know, all those young quarterbacks happen to be the home team, which is very, very interesting. And, 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 you know, we'll see if that makes a difference in any of these football games. But let's let's start with Indy and Houston. We look at this game, both of these teams beat each other by three on each, you know, beat Houston and Houston, and Houston beat Indy and Indy. And, again, both games by three. So, basically, these two teams are tied. This game is in Houston this time around. And for me, this is a toss-up game, and I'm struggling which direction to go. I like the way the Colts are playing right now. I like the way Andrew Luck is playing right now. But I also like Deshaun Watson and his ability. He's a young player, but he has that winning mentality just watching this guy play. He was a winner at Clemson. And thus far in his NFL career, he's been a winner. But how do you see this game? You know, I'm, it's, it's, like you said, the toss of games, I – you know, I really do like Houston. I like everything they've done this year. You know, I like the way they've played. Uh, but but Indy, Indy's got some magic this year. Luck's playing great. Um, I, I, I just got to, to me, I, I favor the Colts a little bit in this matchup. I, I don't think Indy cares about going on the road. This, the, these, these teams uh, play each other a lot, so... In my mind, I'm looking at Indy, you know, uh, putting an upset in Houston in that game. 
and it's 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 tough. It's like I can see a scenario where where Indy wins, and then I can see a scenario where Houston wins. But man, I I don't know which direction to go. But I'm leaning towards Houston. I just think I, I like Deshaun Watson. I like the way this kid's playing. It doesn't seem like there's a moment that's too big for him, especially at this stage of his career. Nothing seems too big for him. And I just like the way this Houston football team is playing. But I know it's going to be close because these two teams were, were close, played it close in the regular season, and, and they played what? So I know it's going to be close. And they're, like and they're both dome teams. So it's not like one team has an advantage. They both play in the dome, so. Yeah, you know, so I mean, it's gonna be a good game. It's gonna be a real good game, competitive game. You know what? It's, what can Clowney do? JJ Watts made another All-Pro team. Uh, I'm so happy to see him coming off that serious, those serious injuries and playing at the level he was able to play at all year this year. So, um, you know, Houston, Houston's hadn't hadn't done a lot in the playoffs. So I'm, you know, and they and they've been playing great too. So. It's, it's going to come down to who, who's going to make some plays, so who's going to get some turnovers, who's going to make some plays defensively, you know, who can run the ball, control the clock more. You got Hilton back. You got Hopkins all pro this year. You, you, you know, Luck has his guys back. You got Lamar, the running back for Houston, you know. So it's going to be very interesting, but it's going to come down to special teams, and I think turnovers are going to be key in this game. Sure. And, and, you know, anytime, especially in the playoffs where these teams are, you know, especially in this, you know, in these games, this wild card round where the teams are fairly evenly matched, that turnover here is that turnover there that kind of turns the tide. But I, I can see scenarios where you could say uh, Indy by three, and I can see scenarios where you say Houston by three or, or a touchdown for that matter. But it, it, it's going to be fun. You got Colts. I got Indy. We'll see what happens. You know, the nightcap, you got Seattle and Dallas. And to me, this is another tough one because I like the way Russell Wilson and that Seattle offense is playing and that Seattle team is playing. And I also like the way that Cowboys team is playing, especially on the defensive end. This is a rematch of a regular Mm -hmm. season game. And that regular season game was in Seattle. And in that game, Earl Thomas, who is not in this game, had a couple picks. And, you know, Dak Prescott, you know, turned the ball over a couple times. And, you know, Russell Wilson had three touchdowns. But I would say both of these teams are totally different than they were back in September. How are you? Yeah, they didn't have Amari Cooper. Uh, The defense was playing good, but they were still figuring things out. Amari Cooper has totally changed that offense. Uh, the game's gonna be played in Dallas this 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 time inside the dome, and I gotta I I think Dallas gets off the slide. I think uh, you know Stephen A's been real hard on Dallas. I think Stephen A. I think uh, Dallas wins that first wins the wins the playoff game. They haven't won one in a while. I'm giving the advantage to Dallas in this one. And, and here's also the thing to point out: we look at, and I don't like to read too much into the matchup in the regular season, but we gotta look at it in that matchup. Zeke Elliott had over 100 yards. So mm-hmm. you talk about Amari Cooper and what he brings to the table. You talk about, obviously, Zeke, Ezekiel Elliott and his ability. I'm favoring – I'm going with Dallas as well. I like the way Dallas is playing right now. I love him on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Van Der Esch, I, I love him. Demarcus Lawrence, I love what those guys are bringing to the table. I like Dallas in this game. I like and, 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 I, and I think they've been a little hard on Dak. And I, and I know he's been a little inconsistent, but he makes some great throws. The kid has gotten off to a real good start. You know, it takes quarterbacks a little while to get things going, Paul. We know this. Uh, you know, he's still learning. You know, he, he he's, he's off to a great start in his career. So, you know, I don't think he had the weapons. You lose Dez Bryant and, and, and the Hall of Fame tight end, uh, Witten. I mean, that's tough, you know, and then you don't really replace those guys. So when they got Amari, things really got picked up on them. Um, I think Dallas, I think Dak's going to make some plays with his feet and with his arms. Russell's going to be out there playing hard, too. But I I, I, I want to see that, you know, and I, you know, I don't want to root for the Cowboys, but I do want to see the Cowboys do well. I want to see them win. Yeah, 
And here's also the thing. You know, we can criticize Dak for a lot of different things. But the guy has been or the guy has won the NFC East two out of the last three years. Mm-hmm. So that's saying something. Especially when you have a Carson Wentz in your division. You know, that that is saying something. So this guy, yes, he's had his moments where, you know, he's missed some passes, missed some throws. Yes, you like to see him being a little bit more accurate, but I mean in certain spots, but at the end of the day, the guy has proven thus far in his young career that he, he has a he's kind of a winner. You know, he has obviously hasn't won a Super Bowl or, or, or gotten or won a playoff game for that matter. But the kid has proven to this point that he, he's kind of a winner. And I, you know, I'm not a cowboy guy, but on some level, I am kind of root for Dak as well. And really, really, they, he was they turned that Mississippi State program around. Before he got to Mississippi State, they were, you know, they weren't doing anything. When he got to Mississippi State, you remember they went on that run that one year. Yeah. And they only they they were beating everybody. I mean, he really put that program back on the map with the court with the coasters now at uh in Florida. I mean, I mean Dak Dak turned that program around. For sure. We're talking to Hall of Famer Willie Rofe and Willie, we moved to Sunday now and this is a rematch of the regular season, Chargers, Ravens, Ravens, you know, they turned to Lamar Jackson. And this guy has been playing some solid football, playing a lot better than I thought he would at this stage of his career. He willed the Baltimore Ravens, along with that defense, to the playoffs. And if you look at Lamar Jackson, 6-1 and one in seven starts, and his only loss was an overtime loss to the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. So this guy is playing some good football right now for this football team defensively, they're playing some big-time football as well. But to me, I mean, I, I just – I know there's a rematch of, of a regular season game where the Ravens beat the Chargers in Los Angeles 22-10. to 10, But something about this game screams Chargers to me. I don't know how yeah, you stand I, on it. How you feel about it? I agree with you. I think that they're going to have to establish the run. I saw Kenneth Dixon was playing more. I don't know where he's been all year, the running back from La Tech. He and they, they're gonna if they're gonna do anything, the charge the the, the Baltimore's gonna have to establish the run. They're not gonna let him run around like he did. He's gonna have to throw the ball and stay in the pocket more. Uh, Lamar Jackson. I see Philip Rivers having way too much experience. They're going out there to play in L.A. Uh, I do not see them beating the Chargers in this game uh, out there in the playoffs. Uh, you know, the, things are gonna tighten up in the playoffs. It's going to be a competitive game. It's going to be a different type of football game. Either the Ravens are going to keep it close, and they do have the excellent defense, or I see this game getting out. It can get out of control. It can get out of hand for the Baltimore. You're seeing possibly a blowout. I'm saying it could be a blowout. I'm saying it could be a blowout. They're going to have to score points. Uh, They're going to have to keep them off the field and control the clock some. Uh, you know, I don't – it could be. Now, can, Baltimore's defense has been playing excellent. You know, I know they're good. But this game could be one of those games. If they don't get out there and get things going, if they get after uh, Lamar and he, he – you know, if he turns it over and things happen, the the the, the uh, Chargers could jump on him. And here's also the thing. When I look at this football game, and – one thing about the Chargers, this is a football team, a lot of talent, obviously. It's a lot of talent on this roster. And some could argue that this might be maybe the most talented team in the NFL. This is a very talented roster, a very mm-hmm. complete roster in a lot of ways. So you look at this Charger team and, and you look at some of the things that they've done on the road. Go to Pittsburgh, beat the Steelers. Go to Seattle, beat the Seahawks. Go to uh, – they went somewhere else and, and beat the team. Went to the Rams. Mm-hmm. Beat the Rams. Is, um, Mel, is this, Melvin back? The running back back? A Gordon. Yeah, Gordon is he back? I believe so. Yes, Gordon is back. But that that other kid, I was at the game in Kansas City. The other kid, Justin, he looked real good against the Chiefs. The backup running back looked real good. And and the, and the receiver from Mike Williams from Clemson, 
is just coming into his own. He's playing some good football right now. I, I you know, it's, it's going to be it's hard to it's hard enough to beat a team twice in a row. It's real hard, Paul, to beat a team twice in a row in his backyard. If Lamar, if they pull it off, if Lamar can, if they pull this off, kudos to him. But I just don't see it happening. And I said they actually lost to the Rams, but they act uh, Los Angeles. They actually beat the Chiefs in Kansas City. So they're beating some great teams, some good teams, I should say, on the road. And, and so this team is not afraid to go into anybody's building. I mean, Seattle, that's always been a tough place to play. Kansas City, always been a tough place to play. So they went into these these places and got victories. I see them doing it again in these playoffs. And I, I just think, you know, especially the talent that's on this roster, I expect them to get it done. But we'll see. We'll see. Baltimore has been playing some good football. Lamar Jackson has been very good over these past few weeks. We're talking to Hall of Famer Willie Rowe. So, Willie, Sunday, 4 o'clock, 4.40 to be exact, you got the Eagles, you got the Bears. I'm looking at this football game from my standpoint. Philadelphia is playing some good football right now. and You know, they won their final three games, and they won their final three games against two very good teams, beat the Texans at home, in Philly, and then they beat um, the Rams in Los Angeles. So this Philadelphia team has beaten some good football teams during this three-game winning streak and have, you know, it looks like they're a different team. Nick Foles has come in, and we might see that that Foles magic we've seen in the regular season get them to to this spot. Obviously, we saw that Foles magic last year in the playoffs that got them to the Super Bowl, won the Super Bowl, and defensively they're playing better. But the Bears are tough at home, seven and one at home. They're a tough team at home. It won't be easy. But how do you see it? If if Tula Whiskey gets out there and plays a good football game, they're not beating the Bears at home. I did this. I don't. I don't see them that deep with that defense. If he doesn't turn the ball over and plays consistent, the Eagles been on a great run. I know that Foles has been playing better. They probably should have set Wentz down a while back with that stretch factor in his back, you know, with the leg issue and with the back. You know, it's hard to throw when you when your back's bothering you. But I just don't see them beating the Bears at home uh, as well as the Bears have been playing this year at home. And the way that with, with that defense and everybody back, I, it's it's, gonna, it's, a, it's tough for me to root against the Bears. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, you know, Trubisky has – you know, he's obviously a guy who can who can move, he can scramble. But this Bears defense, they create a lot of turnovers. They're very opportunistic defense. They get after a quarterback. But here's my thing. You know, the Philadelphia Eagles last year were a hot football team. You know, well, Nick Foles was a hot quarterback. Coming in, you know, you didn't know what to expect. But Nick Foles was a hot quarterback, especially in the NFC title game and also in the Super Bowl. And right now, Nick Foles is a hot quarterback. He's hot, he's streaky, and he's on a good streak, and he's playing some big-time football right now. I can see the Bears winning this football game because they're, they're, they're a good football team at home. Defensively, they're solid. And I agree. The key is Trubisky, you know, and, and whether or not he protects the football. Because mm-hmm. and also, the key, you know, it's kind of cliche, but the key is also for the Eagles in terms of protecting the football. I feel like if this is a straight-up game where there's no turnovers, you know, it's just a straight-up perfect game on some level without any turnovers from both teams, I think you have to favor the Eagles. But we'll see. I mean, I'm going with Philly. Well, if it's a straight-up game, you can't favor the Eagles. They're playing in Chicago in the Windy City. So you're not playing it in Philly. I, I get that. I get that, but I, I just look at this Bears team and – you know, I know they're great defensively. I know they, you know, beat the Rams there in Chicago. But I'm just looking at the teams they beat. The only team that they've beaten that's the playoff team, excuse me, they beat two playoff teams. They beat Seattle, and they also beat the Rams. And both of those games happen to be in Chicago. So, you know, that kind of bodes well for the Bears. But Philadelphia and Nick Foles, the Eagles are playing their best football at this point. And this is the great. This is a great time to be playing your best football. And right now, the Eagles are doing that. They're playing their best football right now. And you know, the, the Bears, Eddie Jackson, and the secondary is a little banged up. You know, that has to bode well for the Eagles. 
with you know, I mean, so I like the Eagles. I mean, I, I think the Eagles are going to go into Chicago and beat the Bears. Now, what happened? That would be a huge win. Well, regardless, uh, for all the, all the Eagles fans, uh, be thankful you had foes, and uh, he won't be back next year because he's going he's, he's to make himself some money. Yeah, I mean, I can't unless, and, and I'm okay with that. Unless Nick Foles gets the Eagles to the Super Bowl and they win a Super Bowl, another Super Bowl, then I guess we can have the conversation in terms of Wentz or Foles because Foles is only will be only 30 years old, so we we can have that conversation. But if if the playoffs go the way I think they'll go, I don't see a scenario where the Eagles. I can't see the Eagles, even if they beat the Bears, I can't see the Eagles going into New Orleans and beating the Saints. I can't see it. I could be wrong, but I can't see it. So if the playoffs go the way I think they'll go. And and, and, and I think the Bears are going to give them a better game than the Eagles will give them at home with that defense. That's possible, yeah. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. But I just feel like if if, if the Eagles, do, if everything goes the way I think it's going to go, Eagles will be out in the second round, and I think Carson Wentz will be the starting quarterback next year. Nick Foles will get paid somewhere else, and maybe Jacksonville, maybe the Giants, whoever else team needs a quarterback. So it should be interesting to see what happens. We're talking to Hall of Famer Willie Rowe. So, Willie, let me ask you this. You know, two of your teams, the Saints and the Chiefs, they got home field advantage throughout. Obviously, that's a huge advantage for both of those football teams, especially the New Orleans Saints. I mean, that team is just a monster at that dome and a totally different team at the dome. I look at the Saints. I say they get. I say they're more of a lock to get to the Super Bowl than the Chiefs. But how do you view it in terms of those two teams and in terms of them getting to the Super Bowl? I agree totally with what you just said, and I think losing Hunt. Really hurt, really hurt them. They they gotta run. They gotta be able to run the ball consistently, which which they haven't been able to do all the time. It happened against the Chargers and Cream Hunt could catch it out the backfield, run it out the backfield. Losing him when they lost them, Paul really hurt them. Uh, the Saints have weapons on, on on. They got Michael Thomas, some one of the mother receivers that can step up. But you got a two-headed monster with those two running backs. Hopefully, Tuan Austin is healthy. On that offensive line, they're play, they've been playing that line with Teron is a different line also, and um, you know Kansas City you know plays well at times, but you know they they don't run the ball consistently. They do spread you out, but they got to be able to run the ball, create some running lanes, and keep 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 a balanced attack. And you still got that young quarterback Drew Brees is maybe having his best year. He's not going to turn over a lot. You know Patrick Mahomes is a gunslinger, so. I think the Saints, uh, it's going to be still the playoffs, and you still got to come out there and play. But I think if you had to say a lot, the Saints have a real good chance to make it to uh, uh, Atlanta and and play for another Super Bowl. And I see it being a tougher road for Kansas City. I I agree with that. I I see it being a much tougher road for Kansas City. And also that defense in Kansas City. I mean, it's just, it's not a great defense. And the reality is, Kansas City, I think they're going to have to outscore teams. And, you know, it, it's something they can do, and it's something we've seen them do. But it's going to be – it's always difficult to, to ask your offense to put up 30 to 40 points. I know they can do it. We've seen them do it. But it's not always a thing that you want to see where you have to score a lot of points, you know, 30-plus points. to. I mean – this team scored 51 points and lost. So that tells you all you need to know about that Kansas City defense. It's not great at all. So, but but they do they do play better at home than they do on the road. True. True. I think the key for Kansas City is they got to they got to get up early. They got to get up early. Get that defense, you know, an opportunity to to rush the passer, you know, with Houston, you know, and, and just give them. Before. Yeah, D Ford as well. Give give them that opportunity. Give them the opportunity to to rush the quarterback a little bit. Because I just feel like this team 
I mean, shootouts, you never want to be in a shootout because anything can happen in a shootout. You know, but Kansas City, it's just a who they are. It's, it's, it's who they are. It's who they're going to have to be if they want to get to the Super Bowl. And you look at the AFC, it's so wide open. I mean, it's so wide open, more so. Now, let me, I'll say this. I can see the Rams going into New Orleans and beating the Saints. If you remember that game in the regular season, that was a shootout type of situation. I can see the Rams going in there. You know, I'm a little disappointed with the Rams, too. You know, Donald, you know, they're doubling them and whatever, but they're, they're run defense. I mean, they give up a lot of points with two, and I know that, that, that uh, the, the cornerback was hurt, the all-pro was hurt a lot of the year. Peters gambles a lot. I mean, the Rams defense just – I mean, they they got rid of some guys. They picked up Fowler, but they they traded away a couple key players on that defense. And I mean, they gave up a lot of points, man. They they gave up a lot too. And that Saints defense has been playing. You put it up on the last half of the season. That Saints defense wasn't giving up hardly anything. They've definitely played a lot better down the stretch. You know, they play a lot better. You know, later in the season than they did earlier in the season. The, the Saints. I mean, they're going to be difficult to beat at the Dome. I, I, I can't, I can't, you know, I can see it, but I think it's going to be very, very difficult for any team to go into New Orleans and beat that team, you know, especially, you know, with Drew Brees and the way he's rolling. I, I can't, it's going to be a difficult situation. You talked about that Saints defense. I mean, they had a game, well, you look at two last five games, held the Cowboys to 13 points, held Tampa to 14. Tampa has a very good offense, held the Panthers to nine. Steelers got 28 on them, and then the last game, doesn't even matter, who cares? Because that was a game where both teams, well, you look at the New Orleans, they weren't really trying to win that game. and game really didn't matter. Let me, let me ask you this. Yeah, they, let me ask you this. Here, here's a concern. Here's the only concern I would have when I look at the Saints. You know, you you didn't play that last game because it really didn't matter. So you got basically three weeks off before you play again. There's always the possibility of rust. I Uh mean, you get a team coming off the wild card round, especially if they're hot, they're playing some, you know, decent football. You know, it could be a situation where, you know, the Saints might have a little bit of rust. You have any concern about that? I'd be more nervous about Chicago coming in there than Philly coming in there. Okay. All right. So here, here's Philly, so, Philly's an outdoor team. Both of them outdoor teams. But with that Chicago defense, I just, I just have, you know, the way Chicago plays, I just, they, 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 they coming in that dome, I, I would be. More nervous about them. Well, oh, here's here's how it would go. So, it, hypothetically speaking, if the Bears win, and also if uh, Dallas or Seattle wins, won. so Dallas would go to New Orleans, or if Seattle wins, they would go to New Orleans. Now, if Philly wins, they automatically go to New Orleans. But if Dallas wins and uh, Chicago wins, Dallas would go to New Orleans, or if Seattle wins, they would oh, so go to New Orleans. Or, or Seattle would go to New Orleans. Yeah. Well, that's going to be a tough – either one of them is going to be – Seattle or the Cowboys is going to be a tough game. Yeah, but I, I think I I think I would feel a lot more confident this time around, especially against the Cowboys, because you're in the Dome. And obviously they're, they're a totally different team in the Dome. But the Cowboys' defense really did a good job against the Saints in that regular season. Yeah, and, and, they're playing, and the Cowboys play in the Dome too. So they, that's – but, but – you know, that's going to be a – that would be an interesting matchup. That would be a very interesting matchup. If the Cowboys, especially the way the Cowboys talked and won that game, that would be a very interesting matchup, them going to the Dome. I think it would be a competitive game. But I think if if if, if they if they messed up, the Saints could, could end up running away with it. Yeah. Seattle, yeah. I'm not, I wouldn't think they'd run away with that one. It's, it's going to be interesting. I, I look at NFC – just giving out predictions now in terms of what's going to happen in the NFC. I can't see anybody beating New Orleans in New Orleans. So I like the Saints to go to the Super Bowl in the AFC. 
that's where it gets a little tricky. I can see the Chargers with the talent they have on their roster going into anybody's building and, and beating anybody. But at the end of the day, I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a, 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 a rope bowl in the Super Bowl. I think it's going to be the Chiefs and the Saints when it's all said and done in Super Bowl 53 in Atlanta. Chiefs Saints? Chiefs Saints. Hmm. That's interesting. So you think, hold on, who do the Chiefs have to play? I mean, they well, got they got New England, or who's coming up in there? They got well, so to. Well, so if Indy wins, Indy automatically goes to Kansas City. They're the sixth seed. If, mm-hmm. if Houston wins, if Houston beats the Chargers, Houston goes to New England. If Houston wins, mm. Houston goes to New England, no matter what. If Indy wins, they go to Kansas City, no matter what. So if a scenario is, if, well, yeah, there you go. So it could be either Baltimore, the Chargers, or the Colts. Now, I will say this. The Chiefs will go to the Super Bowl if I don't think Baltimore or I don't think the Colts could come in there and beat beat them. I think the Chargers could come in there and beat them. So out of those three, I'd rather see them play Baltimore or the Colts out there in that cold weather more so than the Chargers. The Chargers can come in there and beat them. Okay. I I can see the Chargers going in there. I can see the Colts coming in there. I would say that's the team I think – will be the most favorable out of the three to beat them. Okay. All right. So. The Chargers just beat them. They beat them at the end of the year last this year. They did. They beat them. They did. No, that, that was, was a game that Kansas City got up early, but, you know, that defense is it's not that great in Kansas City, obviously. So, it, it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. I mean, you would hate, you know, to waste home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Because, I mean, it's so difficult, so hard to get home field events throughout. You would hate to waste it. And you just never – I know Patrick Mahomes is young. I know he's a stud. But at the end of the day, you just never know in this league how many opportunities you'll get to get to the Super Bowl. And so when you have home field advantage throughout, you must take advantage of it. And we'll see if Kansas City can do it. I, I think they will. I think they will, but it won't be easy. Well, it's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be some real good football games. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, and we'll see if uh, our predictions, you know, our thought process is pretty similar other than a couple matchups. You know, I think yeah. the uh, I think the coach, got, you know, got a chance to win that game. And, you know, I don't think Philly's going to beat Chicago. But other than that, you know, we're, uh, uh, we're, we're, we're thinking on the same page. I just think uh, – you can't make up. When you have an all-pro running back, it's hard to make up for losing. If you if you told me they had Kareem Hunt, I would tell you that even with that defense with Kareem Hunt, I give the Chiefs a good chance to get to the Super Bowl, a way better, bigger chance to get there than without Kareem Hunt. And, and I, you know, it, it, it's hard to replace that production. It is hard to replace that re- production. So we'll see. We'll see. So I know you're doing – Big things will frame your game. Any Anything new in the pipeline? Well, uh, well I'll be coming on to tell you, tell the fans about what, we, what we're going to be doing going into the next football season and out at the, in, in the playoffs. But, uh, you know, looking forward to going on. So we have the uh, Touchdown Club event coming up. Uh, Desmond Howell is the speaker. Uh, always a great banquet. And uh, looking forward to getting those awards passed out and hearing some uh, – and so, you know, there's a rope award out there in Arkansas. So anytime you got an award named after, you know, you put in some work. So obviously you put in some work throughout the course of your career. It's got to be a good feeling. It is. And I think this is a very special, uh, the kid, the one big tackle that's going to Oklahoma, won a high school award and then a small uh, Bryce, uh, nice young man. They played 50 games, playoff games, didn't miss a game for his team at center for 50 games at Harding, Arkansas, Harding University. 
So a small college kid, you know, that had a great career, that won it for the college uh, this year. You know, it wasn't the Razorback, it wasn't Arkansas State. Uh, so, you know, this kid did had a great career. He probably won't go to the NFL, but, you know, we base it off what he did at the college level, and he had a great career. For sure, for sure. So, fans, frameyourgame.com. Make sure you go there. You can also go to Fanatics and get some Frame Your Game merchandise. Support all the great things going on with Hall of Famer Willie Rove. Willie, pleasure, man. Wish you all the best. Can't wait to do it again. All right, thanks for having me. Let's, we'll have to get on and see, see, see what happens with these predictions. For sure, for sure. Well, it should be fun. All right. Take care. Hall of Famer Willie Rowe, pleasure talking to him. So we'll see what happens, man. It's got a lot of great football. You know, we talked about Kansas City, obviously, Justin Houston. We'll see if that team can, you know, get after the quarterback and, 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 you know, do some things, do some things. Chris Jones as well. We'll see what those guys can do. should be interesting. A lot of great football. And obviously that's not going to be happening with the Chiefs until a week from now, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. So we'll see what happens. So just so we're clear, you know, in terms of who I got this weekend, I like the Texans, Cowboys, Chargers, and the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll see what happens. Should be fun. I want to thank Tony Harrison for stopping by. Also want to thank Hall of Famer Willie Rowe for stopping by. You can listen to this show. Other great shows, blogtalkradio.com slash pgant, where you can listen to this show. Another great show is also hit us up on Stitcher. Hit us up on iHeart.com. Hit us up at GoForRadio.com. All we do is talk sports and have fun doing it. For everybody here, go for it. First and foremost, Happy New Year. Secondly, enjoy this week's game action. Should be fun. Should be exciting. Should be some good football. See you later. Take care. Bye.